Well, welcome back to another episode of the Miles Driven with me, Miles. And Chief Set Dresser, Sam. Set Dresser? Yes. Well, that's what I've been doing for the last 10 minutes. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're attempting to record this one, which is taking three cameras and about four different lights and the microphone <laughs> and the regular setup for a podcast. So, it's either going to be... What energy crisis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's either going to be a complete catastrophe or it'll be fantastic. Well, we all know what. <laughs> we all know which one it's leading towards. Um, go on, Sam. Do you want to start off with your car news for the week? As if you just dropped that on me with, <laughs> <laughs> with zero. There was zero preparation for that. Yeah. My car news of the week. I drove mine this okay. week. Uh, I drove someone else's this yes. week. Um, Proper yeah. car journey yeah. stuff here. He's driven his own car. He's driven so someone else's. He's got car. the cameras out and he's decided I'm going to mug him right off this morning. <laughs> Sam. I don't need the cameras. <laughs> um, no, it's going to be a shorter podcast because I haven't been in the country for the past nearly three weeks. It's been absolutely glorious. Yeah. Hey, three, week, us, yeah. three weeks holiday I've had. Yeah, do you know what? Actually, we haven't done a podcast together now for two, three weeks. I know. Four weeks. Yeah. Four weeks because we did them in advance for me going away. Um, can I start the podcast on a non... Please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start the podcast on a non car related topic right i'm just going to check that the cameras are all working at the minute okay fine. i mean who knows if they're facing the right way do you know what but someone will, our, our regular listeners will listen to this podcast think oh i wonder if i can go and watch it realize that it's not up on a video anywhere and know that this was all a complete, complete <laughs> catastrophe <laughs> yeah. um it'll be a short podcast for that reason because i've only just come back but the one basically thing I... he's tired yeah I woke... the old puppy's tired i woke up <laughs> before sam this morning Yes. I'm that jet lagged that I'm waking up. But in theory, you woke up a lot later than you should have. Because you were 12 hours ahead. 11, yeah. Right. But you actually only woke up two hours before me. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm slowly trying to move myself back over to. You know, the funny thing is, when I landed, managed to get onto Australian time in the first day. But coming back, I guess. Was it just the flight times? Yeah, I landed at 7 a.m. by 8 p.m. that night. Myself and my wife both look like we had been through. Because like, we just, just regular, isn't it? Yeah, we just, just what both you look know. ragged. That's what you normally look like. Yes, anyway. definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with a conversation about planes. Okay. You've flown on a triple seven recently, Sam. Yes, I did. I flew on a seven eight seven, then a triple seven. Triple seven, a lot more cramped. A lot yeah, more cramped than the. So, uh, this was a seven. This was a triple seven three. Okay. This is a, the, an extended range one. I was on that plane for 14 hours. They, Etihad, who I flew with, reckon the seat pitch is the same on the 787 and the 777. It's right. nowhere close. You'd have to tell me. I was I was in a window seat. Yeah, I had a window <laughs> seat on both of them. Do you know the brilliant thing about a 787? It doesn't have a window blind that you pull down. It's got this, like, it dims the window. Oh, uh, yeah. But you can, the, the window's like a lot larger oh, than okay. a regular plane. So you, you if you are taller, you don't have to sort of crick your neck down to try and look out of the window. Right, yeah, okay. Um, which was great. But no, the only thing, it just got me how much tighter, considering the fact the 777 is a larger plane, how tight the actual seating space. I know they're trying to pack people in. Is this a complaint? No, it's not necessarily a complaint. It was just, uh, like, if I was doing it again, I wouldn't book an extra legroom seat on the first flight. If okay. I was doing this exact flight again, but on the 777, I'd have to. Because I couldn't sleep, and it was the fourteen-hour stretch of the flight of the of the journey. Sounds like you've just been a bit of a wuss to me. Yeah, 
Anyway, <laughs> complain, complaining Nancy today, aren't you? Uh, I just, it's just that caught me. And, and that was the problem, is that I think possibly when I flew there, I got a reasonably good rest on the 787, which was London to Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. So then I wasn't so bad on the second flight, which was longer. I couldn't sleep on it. But that just meant I was up for a very long time, fell asleep, got onto their time. The problem was on the way back, I couldn't get any rest on the first bit of the flight. Yeah. Or the first leg. And uh, and then we were the first first plane to land, or the second plane to land in Abu Dhabi Airport. Oh, okay. Wow. So That's it cool. was us and what then turned out to be like other planes filled with people. But you walk around, you're like, I'm really hungry. I haven't been fed on the plane as we've landed. So we've gone to go and get breakfast, but they're all just opening. <laughs> and you're like, I'm actually a bit tight for time. I need to be on a plane, gone to yeah. the place. <laughs> the funny thing was in Australia, when I dropped the rental car off that I had, I was racing to get it back because I would, I'd gone over the... I had to get it back by 5pm. Didn't know what time they shut. I dropped my wife at the airport, drove back to the city, and then I was going to get the train okay. to, the, um, to the airport. Got stuck in Sydney traffic got back to the rental place and basically launched it through the exit because that was the only door open. And the bloke said, oh, um, we're closed. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be on this side of the world in a, in a few hours. <laughs> he was quite understanding and they were, they were quite good about it, actually. But um, yeah, that was a, that got me to test the performance of a Corolla. Well, there you go. And uh, you know what? Considering what it was, Go, as off. discussed on one of our late latest youtube videos exactly that yeah, yeah. um i do actually have some car news oh okay good a oh, little a yeah. tiny tiny little bit yeah so i don't know if you guys remember <clears throat> excuse me miles used to have some shares in a particular car company <laughs> and he wouldn't talk about them is this car news or is this motorsport news uh, a bit of both yeah <laughs> so he since so- sold them for reasonably a loss, loss. yeah, yeah. And then since then, I could talk about them again. Then, yeah. they've become the second best team in Formula One. Yeah, I know it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was quite glad when I sold the shares because at least I then it, it was Aston Martin. So we, I, I didn't have, the amount of bias that I was going to show for that one manufacturer was going to be limited. Although everyone should have bought a DBX when I had the shares and they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then I then I sold them for a huge loss, and they seemed to what was it Alonso got third, third and sixth. Stroll got six. Yeah. Yeah. Or seventh. That's really good. I mean, podium on the first race, that's really good going. So, fair play to them. A um, couple of bits of car news. Some of this has happened prior to uh, me going away, but because we had to film them or, well, record them. Uh, I got to see the Ranger Raptor while I was in Australia. Okay. That is a car, Sam, that you should buy. Yeah. Not very practical, though, is it? But, yeah. Has it not got the spare wheel in the back? No, no, that's the F one fifty Velociraptor. Oh, okay. This is the this is a Ford Ranger, the new one, mm-hmm. but in Raptor spec. Okay. And I, are you going to buy it? Put it on the company card? Because I'll drive it. I don't mind that. You just don't want to pay for it. I don't want to buy it. No, <laughs> it's not that I don't want to. I can't afford to. Um, hot hatch test of recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the four hot hatches of the moment. Can you actually name the four top hot hatches of today? What, little ones or medium ones? Or? Uh, like the mid-size, I'll give you one of them, Golf GTI size. So Golf okay. GTI is one of them. I th- oh, Maybe no, the three. i30N not for sale anymore, is it? It is. Okay, so i30N. That's end. two, yeah. Um, the other two cars, what are they? Some Corolla. In the US, they have the GR Corolla, but we don't have it in the UK. Okay. 
Astra don't do one at the moment, do they? Don't do a Not yet. Hot. No. But they will do soon. Uh, Mercedes A-Class. A35 AMG. Yep. Too pricey for this little bracket that I'm going to put. Right, there. okay. Basically, I'm getting all the answers. And to, be fair, <laughs> to be fair, the Mercedes, I'll, I'll, let's say five. Audi you S3. can have the Mercedes, the correct one. Um, or is that going as... <laughs> Audi S3, and I'm going to split it in half with RS3. Yeah. But RS3's... Because you, you, I give you Mercedes, mm-hmm. RS3 is in there because those two would be similar price-wise. What's the last one? It's the newest one as well. It's the one that you don't think is a hatchback. Oh, there's, uh, there, well, there's only four then, isn't it? Because <laughs> I'm not, so I'm not even going to say it because right. it's not uh, a hatchback. And then there's a new Honda Civic Type yeah, R. Well, there isn't. <laughs> of those cars, name me three. Let's just see if off the top of your head you can get it. Cheapest of those five. Um, list them again, just because. <laughs> okay, Mercedes A35 AMG. Yeah. RS3. Yeah. Uh, Audi RS3. Um, the i30 M. Golf GTI. Okay. Or I mean Golf R Golf GTI. Yeah, I, yeah. The only reason that I'm I'm not saying they're the same car. It's just that we mentioned RS3. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, some people will say GTI. They wouldn't. They would put the R against the RS3. But uh, GTI, um, Type R, and I30. And I30. Yeah. Right. So it should be Civic, Hyundai. Sorry, Honda, Hyundai. Are you putting them cheapest? To... Yeah. Okay. Honda first, Hyundai second, Golf, Audi, Mercedes. That's what it should be. Not bad, but not correct. Well, no, I didn't think it would be, but that's oh. what it should be. Do you know the pick? The pick to buy out of all of them, and I know it's got the least power, but the pick to buy of all those five cars, Hyundai. Yes, I know. Our podcast should be sponsored by the i30. <laughs> do you know what's funny is that now, because hot hatches are um, too expensive for any bracket of person who's young and would buy a hot hatch mm-hmm. only 10 years ago, I mean, just to put this into perspective, when I had the EP3 Civic Type R, mm-hmm. brand new, the car was £17,000. The new Civic Type R is forty-five. So there's no... Tw- I had my Civic Type R when I was... How old was I? was about 20? Yeah. 21? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure there's many 21-year-olds no. buying a £45,000 Not if they car. want somewhere to live at the same time. Even if they don't want somewhere to live. If <laughs> <laughs> they live in the car. <laughs> um, but there's, the Hyundai's been creeping up in price over here. But it's still like £34,000, which makes it... A snip. Comparable. <laughs> I mean, the Mercedes is nigh on fifty grand. The RS3 is over fifty grand. The Golf, you can, I think, starts at thirty-three, But realistically, you're spending 35 plus. When you can buy a Range Rover, albeit a baby Range Rover. Oh, you can buy an Evoque. But when you can <laughs> yeah. buy a branded Range Rover for yeah. less. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 not... it's bizarre, isn't it? But then we see this with how cars are going... The other way because the new Range Rover is 100 grand starting, which is again ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Uh, the, the, we've said this before, but the uh, Volvo EX90 starting price of 100,000 pounds because it's only going to be offered as electric. Well, that's abhorrent. <laughs> what, what, it, what it's going to do is make everyone buy who wants to buy a Volvo SUV mm-hmm. buy the old one until it's gone. Yeah, so it's brilliant by Volvo because they're like. Do you reckon we could shift a load of our old cars? Yeah, just threaten them. (laughs) (laughs) And I would understand if they were like, we're going to replace it with electric. And if they had, you know, the market that said, yeah, we all want to buy electric. But the price jump that they're putting there is like a 50%. So I don't know many car customers that are like, okay, I have my budget plus 50%. When I sold cars, (laughs) not many people walked in and said, I can go about 50% higher than my budget. Yeah, I've got 10, but I'm willing to go to 15. Yeah, or I've got 30, I'm willing to go to 45. <laughs> it's just... Um, 
another couple of things. BMW, so BMW don't have like a hot hatch. Well, they do. They have the M135. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a hot hatch anymore. It looks the same. Not like yeah. they used to. Like if you've got an M135i yeah. or an M140, they look different to the rest of the 1 series. Yes. Yeah. Now they look pretty much the same. And they've done some bad design with that car. I don't think it looks very nice at all. Yeah, I think this was the thing of them going front-wheel drive with it. Mm. And then not having a... What I don't get is if they are keen to go and take on the Golf R and the RS3, there's no M140. They have an M135, yeah. which is like Golf GTI. But then you, I, I, I do respect manufacturers that used to do the Audi model, which was they released the Audi A6. Yeah. Then you got the S6. And then for the last two years of production, you got the RS6. And it made the RS6 special. Now the RS6 just comes out at the start of production with the A6, which kind of means, oh, it's not limited in that same way anymore. It's limited because it's expensive and everything else. But it's not limited of, okay, here's the last hurrah of this chassis. Yeah. Um, so I kind of get when manufacturers kind of try and do that same thing and say, well, we're not going to throw it all out there at the beginning. But from what I'm sensing, BMW aren't going to do it at all. They're going to do the M135i, and then it's just buy an M2. Yeah. And it's like, well, what about the markets that want hot hatch? Well, buy the M135i. But what if they want all-wheel drive and they're looking at an RS3? What's your competitor? <laughs> buy an M2. Yeah, but that's not, you know, you go round and around and around. Speaking of RS6s, I saw on Police Interceptors the other day, I was watching one. A German chap got pulled over on British motorways in his RS6. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. How, I think I know where this is going. How fast do you think he was going? Uh, 72. No. No? No. 172. Like, <laughs> you know what? If you doubled your original estimate, he was doing 145. <laughs> and his excuse was, oh, I'm very sorry. I didn't know that there was a speed limit on this motorway. <laughs> do you know what? Of all, nation- of all nationalities that could get away with that, you have to say Germans... Are possibly yeah, the one they were a because, bit more lenient with him, yeah. Well, because they have um, parts of their autobahn have limited, and then if they don't see a, a speed sign or they yeah. or they'll know they're on an unrestricted part, it's just go for it. And I suppose if you were driving up the M1 or the I mean, the M4, it was the middle of the night to be fair, and there was not a lot around. The, fu- <laughs> the funniest part was at the end when they'd obviously given him a ticket and they said, We're going to refer you, and they'll decide it. And I could just see in his head, he was like, Well, I don't live here, so yeah, I won't be here, yeah. Um, but they said to him, in the interest of safety, build up some speed on the hard shoulder before you join the carriageway. <laughs> and he literally, he li- he must have launch controlled it off. I mean, the noise was amazing. But he actually undertook a car in the slow lane before we joined the motorway again. The thing is, if you say to a ge- they'll take things literally. Yeah. So if you say to a German... Build up some, build oh, up some okay. speed. Yes, okay, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> the policeman said, I better use launch control. Is what you've essentially just told this chap. Um, the other thing... From my trip in Australia, and we can end our podcast here so it's not too long. Okay. This one. I found it very strange driving around Australia that this is a giant country. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening around the world and you, you've ever seen America on a map as you see the lower 48 states, not much smaller than that. Okay. And I know everyone's seen what Australia looks like, but I'm just trying to put it into another sort of yeah, sphere I don't think of the, size. The size isn't really appreciated, though. Is no, it? it's so. not. Uh, you know, like Europe basically mainland europe <laughs> yeah. is what we're talking about here it's just that because the population is quite low and because people always just think of the outback i mean to give it perspective i took off from sydney mm-hmm. five and a bit hours later i was 
leaving Australia. Yes, yeah, that's mad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just to put that into perspective, and that was on a triple seven. So once you're once you're up to speed, you're going five, yeah. six hundred miles an hour, whatever. The, so you know, it's this wasn't like a propeller plane. This <laughs> is miles flapping his wings. <laughs> this is a vast country, and I understand that speed and safety on the roads are paramount in all countries. But when you have such a large country, it's bizarre to me that you would have such low speed limits. Are they really bad? Like, I, the the highest I think I found anywhere was 110 kilometers, which is 71 or 72 miles an hour. But for the majority of the time I drove in, 100 kilometer zones, 90 kilometer zones, yeah, and 70 kilometer zones. Ooh. And I was driving from Sydney up north along their major highway and they had roadworks and on the roadworks i was driving back at night and you have to go down to 60 wow 60 kilometers which is 40 miles an hour this is a vast country some people are driving for a thousand kilometers (laughs) and you know other countries have you know germany is an example of saying well yes we need to be safe but we do need people to be able to get to their destination yeah and it took me Hours and hours. And hours. <laughs> I don't want to just knock speed limits. I understand why they exist. But sometimes, like, I think I made a joke. I was driving from Sydney to Canberra and I said to my wife in the car, I said, at the minute I'm driving in a speed restricted zone and they put up these vans that say speed check. And I don't know whether that's a speed van as in you're going to get a ticket or whether it's just sort of. Whether they're just checking, yeah. Yeah. But the limit was uh, 70 kilometers at one point. And I said, if I turn off this road at a right angle right now, <laughs> I could carry on to the end of the state, which goes for 500 <laughs> kilometres, and hit nothing but a kangaroo and a tree. Yeah. Like, there, there is a little bit where you kind of have to say, okay, you know, I know they're worried that people are going to race in the outback or something, but you know what? I, from seeing the vehicles over there, people are clearly more interested in taking their vehicles for excitement off-road. Mm-hmm. The amount of lifted trucks... And yeah, you sent SUVs. me some pictures. Yeah. Like, some of the ones, do you know the funny thing? I saw, um, I saw, you know, obviously we've got the D-Max pickup truck. They clearly make a SUV off that same chassis. Oh, okay. Just like the Ford Ranger has an SUV made off the chassis, but for the American, Australian, and a few other markets. We don't get it here. And we don't get the I, the Isuzu one either. And I can't remember, it's called a, um, I, I don't think it's S-Max, but it's something like S-something. Oh, okay. I was driving along, and my wife said to me, "What's wrong with that car?" And I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, he had a four-inch lift <laughs> on the." And I was like, "But then I saw the plates, and you could see like the red dirt around, right, okay. like where they obviously he's cleaned it." But and I can't remember the state. I think he'd come over from um, Queensland, so he's obviously just transiting through. I was like, "Yeah, he." I, I would imagine the people in that car they go and have their fun not near tarmac yeah so that's why they've got a lift that high on that thing but there's a lot of people if they are going to go and be irresponsible you know there's a lot of land where they can go and do it but when you're just moving down a highway i think you know 130 kilometer limit 80 miles an hour it would just get things i mean what what i noticed the most was i drove that I'm using the Sydney to Canberra route as an example. And it was a Saturday. It was sort of the time when people might be going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it was me and some lorries and oh, some okay. trucks, I should say, um, and a few of the cars, all doing 
80 kilometers or for this bit that was a speed check and then we got up to 100 which was wild <laughs> and then we got to 110 really testing the yeah. limits of the car yeah. and then we were in an average speed check zone uh, for 90 kilometers but i just thought this this seems a bit slow to me but i'm not going to knock the australians too hard this is their country this decision they've made fair enough you know i, I like the country i think what well, everything they're doing is right don't like if australians are listening to this and someone says well we should change our country to be like this don't yeah, keep Miles, it Miles wants to live with you guys. <laughs> yeah, just keep it as it is because everyone else is going off in one direction and you guys are sat there going, nah, and it's working. <laughs> <laughs> like you look at it and you think, yeah, no, that, that's working. You keep saying nah. <laughs> but the, the speed thing was, uh, in other countries, they would just say, okay, in that level of density, because when I landed back in the UK, I got on the M25 at half two in the afternoon. Oh, Lovely. On a, yeah, but I don't expect it to be like rush hour. Yeah. So, the M25 is in a perpetual state of rush yes, hour. <laughs> yeah. But it, I saw more cars and more traffic in 20 minutes on the M25 than the whole trip. Yeah, that's not a surprise. From Sydney to Canberra. Like, this, this just shows you the density issue. So, to me, there's a little thing coming in here which kind of says maybe they should have a look at their limits and say, there's certain areas where we could go a bit faster and safety probably wouldn't be that yeah. compromised. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I do think maybe they're concerned about, and I learnt this only because I was getting overtaken by one, <laughs> as I abided by the law and they did not, is that the trucks, which are double trailer, yeah, yeah. can do 70 miles an hour. Miles an hour. Oh, okay. So 110. Like They're not limited like they are over here. So I was going along and I was like, this is a, and I said to Ross, did you see what the limit was here? And my default in my head is I'm just going to do 90 for a minute. Yeah. Kilometers, because that seemed to be the common mm-hmm. speed I kept going down to. And then I saw a, a sign, it was 100 k's. This truck just flew past me. And I thought, <laughs> I don't think there's any cameras on this bit. And if there is, that truck, he's, like, he's, he's probably going to get pulled and be like, listen, I've got a lot of stuff in the back here. Yeah. If you want it, <laughs> then I'm going to go at this. Speed. I need to get somewhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just a, I don't know, just an experience of driving there. Of one of those things where you, you know, whenever you go to a different country, I think Sweden does it really well because there's a 130 kilometer limit on a lot of the like once you're out of Stockholm and you're going a bit north, mm-hmm. it's like it's like 120, 130, and it's maybe one lane. Okay. They make the lane really wide for two reasons. One, so that you can land fighter jets on it. If if you needed to, you can use it as a runway. But mainly because you can have one lane running along, but if someone wants to pass you and you're in a truck or you're in a slower moving vehicle, you don't act like they don't really have to go onto the other side of the road. Yeah. Okay. And the oncoming traffic would be like, oh, okay, I'll just move over a bit. And you could yeah. be three cars yeah. quite safely. Um, but yeah, so they they sort of transition up to 130. Everywhere else, sort of 110, and then you know. But just I don't know. It was the one thing I noticed, but maybe it was a New South Wales thing. A plea for sensibility from Miles. Yeah, I just which is unusual. I, it just it just baffles me that when you've got so far that you could be going. Yeah. Like I see why this plane's going everywhere. <laughs> you, if you're in Sydney, you think well. It's not that far to drive to Canberra. Yeah, but it's going to take you a long time. If you're if you're sticking by the law, yeah, it's going to take you a long time. If you want to go to Melbourne, Melbourne is something like 950 kilometres. Wow. Okay. So if you're doing that at 90 k's, just to put this into a, if your average speed is 90, yeah, if if you're <laughs> averaging 90 k's, yeah. that means without a stop, you're mm-hmm. averaging 90 k's. 
probably an 11 hour drive to be fair yeah whereas if it was uh, say 130 kilometer an hour limit from and you could do 130 mm-hmm. it knocks it down to like a seven eight hour drive it does make a difference it does if you worry you know because the other thing that uh, that affects road safety is tiredness yes especially for lorry drivers yes definitely mm. i don't know what their echo rules over there either. no idea this is why I expect you to have Sam. This is why I expect you to bring well, to the podcast. As you can see, I'm all about this. Yes, yes. And if you can't see it, it's uh, Sam is not for van life, but he is for Sam life, which is mowing. <laughs> um, if we do get this up and you can watch it, then you'll see if it's a big if. It's a big if. But if who knows can, if the cameras are pointed the right way? Yes, who knows? <laughs> uh, but you'll get to see the new studio because this is yes. the first time it was done just before I went away, and hopefully it's. Um, I think we're almost all the way there. We've got to do a little bit more lighting. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, I think we're pretty much there. So thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Well, unless you've got something to add, Sam. I don't. As sure. always. Yep. Last chance. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time. See ya.